And now we take you to Evangel Church in Tallahassee, Florida, to another powerful, life-changing message. For more information, visit our website, evangelag.org. It was 17 years ago today that Kathy and I became your pastors. We, we've now been here for 17 years as of today. And one of our joys has been having Terry, our oldest daughter on staff, for the last 11 plus years. You know, um, I've known Terry had a call of God on her life from the time she was a, a little child. And um, when she enrolled at Emmanuel College as an education major, it didn't surprise me in the least when she called one day and she said, Dad, I'm thinking about changing my major. I'm thinking about going into Christian education and, and working in a church one day. It didn't surprise me a bit. Well, Terry did that, and then it didn't surprise me when she said, I, I want to get a master's degree in counseling because she's got really good people skills, and she enjoys helping people. Now, I knew all this, but I also knew that as the senior pastor here, that I felt like it would be inappropriate for me to hire my daughter to be on staff. And so I just, just prayed about it. I just took it to God. And uh, we took our deacons and our trustees and their spouses on a retreat to Panama City. It was about 12 years ago. We spent a weekend together praying and seeking God and just dreaming big dreams for Evangel. And our goal was to come back out of the weekend with five big dreams, which we did. And I didn't realize that the deacons would actually, they would recommend, said, why don't we hire Terry Todd, who's now Terry Todd Hill, why don't we hire Terry to come and join our staff? And uh, I, was, I was actually very pleased. I was very happy. But again, you know, I wanted to be careful because you don't want nepotism going on and you don't want to... You don't want to take advantage of a situation. And so it was actually our deacon's idea to bring Terry on staff. It wasn't my idea, but I'm very grateful. And uh, Terry and Paul, as most of you know, Paul has taken a position. He's a professor of statistics at Tallahassee Community College, and he's taken a position at uh, Coastal Carolina University in Myrtle Beach. In fact, he's already started classes there, and uh, they've sold their house here. And uh, Terry and the girls are actually been staying with us, which has just been heavenly. It's been wonderful. So how many of you know it's so nice, 6 o'clock in the morning, to get up and go get a 10-month-old out of her crib? I mean, that's, especially when they first wake up, you know, they're so cuddly and so much fun. They made an offer on a home over there, and, and uh, it looked like it was going through in the last minute. Somebody outbid them. And so God's got the perfect place for them. And uh, so this is Terry's official, she'll be around here for a while, but this is her official last day on staff, and we've asked her to share with you. I want you to put your hands together. Welcome, Terry Todd Hill. Thank you, Pastor. And um, Mom, if you would come up here on the platform. And if I could have the deacons in the house, please come up here on the platform as well. Um, it is your 17 years at Evangel. 17 years, everybody. Let's just honor, let's honor Pastor and Kathy. Let's just thank them for 17 years here at Evangel. 
So this is my dad and my mom, but I also believe that they are the best pastor and the best pastor's wife in the whole wide world. And I would just like for us to take the opportunity together as a church and with the deacons for them to just lay hands on you. And Brother Norm is just going to pray for this 18th year here at Evangel. So just please stretch out your hands this way. Hallelujah. We raise a hallelujah right now, Lord. We raise a hallelujah to you, our God and King. Thank you so very much. The psalmist says it is a good thing to give thanks to the Lord and to praise your name, O Most High. And we come together as a congregation today, and we praise you for this man and woman of God who has shepherded us for the last 17 years, who has put their hands to the plow and has not looked back. This man, every time he comes behind the pulpit, rightly divides the word of truth to us. Father, many gifts that you have given to this man, he uses it on our behalf to strengthen us, to encourage us. Thank you for his love. This man is a true shepherd. And Father, we just thank you now going forward for year number 18. Then we thank you forward going forward for year number 20. 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26, and going forward. Should you tarry, this man will be here leading this congregation, which you have placed on the corner of Old Bainbridge and High Road as a beacon to this community. Thank you, Father. We bless him. We bless Kathy. Thank you so very much. Now, we just declare this blessing over the two of them. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up the light of his countenance upon you, Terrell and Kathy, and give you peace. His shalom. In Yeshua Messiah's name we pray. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, good morning. How's everyone doing this morning? Whew. Well, I knew, uh, I knew this day would come. <laughs> I didn't know when it was going to be, but, um, but I just want to share to Pastor and, and the deacons, thank you for giving this, this girl a chance. <laughs> I just think that they had the mind of the Lord about a college pastor over 11 and a half years ago, and um, I said yes to an open door that I was afraid to enter into. I was green. I, I knew I had a call of ministry, but this was a big step for me, but it has been the best step I could have ever taken in my life. So I publicly thank the pastor and the board and it's been a great opportunity to work with our pastoral staff. We have a great team, a wonderful team, and this is a team. We work together. We plan together. I mean, we do life together, 
It's a great administrative team and all of our serve teams I've been able to oversee and group leaders and uh, Bloom Ladies Ministry. It's just been a blessing to over these 11 and a half years to have the opportunity to serve here, to grow here and to learn. And so um, it's also really cool because I, I look and I see your faces and Part of my responsibility here was to try and be out in the foyer and, and get to meet you guys and help you find your next place, your next step. And man, over the years, and even sitting here today, I see the faces of those of the very first time I got to meet you and how the Lord has allowed me to be a part of your journey. And you guys are part of my family's journey and my children's journey. And that's such a blessing. And I know and I believe that God has amazing things in store for Evangel Church and for all of your lives. No eye has seen and no ear has heard the plans that the Lord has for you. And right there, that should raise a hallelujah, right? <laughs> that should raise a shout of thanksgiving. Because he's got some new things that he wants to do in your lives. And to me, that is so, so exciting. And Pastor just kind of shared a current update of where we are and where my family is. And so the girls and I are enjoying being with my parents. And um, it could be another couple weeks, a month, but we just know that the God has the best for us. And I'm just loving every minute here that I get with you. So this is not really goodbye. It's not even really see you later. It's kind of more like, I'm going to see you next Wednesday, right? <laughs> I'll see you in a group. I'll see you around church. And so it makes it easier. But, you know, God is so faithful because he has the best in mind for us, right? And he has the best in store. And I never dreamed that when I said yes to this open door that I would meet my husband here. <laughs> I would raise my two little girls here. But God knew and God saw so I, real quickly, this isn't even anything I was going to share, but I just want you to know today that God has the best for you. And whatever you might going on in your mind, just pff, let it go out the door and just start claiming that God has the best in store for me. So I am where I am today because I made a choice to say yes to being out of Angel. And as I was trying to think about the message the Lord wanted me to share with you the, and how, important, how important choices are in our everyday life and the importance of choosing Jesus on our journeys. Choosing Jesus on our journey because that is what I have had to learn to do every single day. We're all on a journey. We're all either heading out of something, we're, we're, we're in something, we're heading towards something. And you know, with our choices, our, we, we, we have thoughts and then we act on those thoughts and we make the choices and our choices affect us, but our choices are gonna affect those around us, right? If you're married, your choices are gonna affect your spouse and they're gonna affect your children and they're gonna affect, you know, you have to think about where am I gonna live? We have small choices. We have big choices in life. Choices are inevitable. And we are either making a choice to head towards Jesus or we're making a choice to 
to walk away from him. I think about Psalms 32.8. I love this passage of scripture. It says, I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will counsel you. And in brackets, it says, who are willing to learn with my eye upon you. I love this passage. But at the ending, it says, with my eye upon you. And as I was meditating on this scripture on Friday morning, and I was just allowing it to turn over and over in my heart, and I was just thinking about it, the Lord, I felt, wanted me to tell some of you here today that his eye is upon you. That he sees you right now where you are at. He sees what you're going with. He sees what you wrestle with. And he gave me these points that he wanted me to share with you. He says, I see what life is like right now. I see the frustration. I see the hurt and the pain. I see the sickness. I see the anxiety that plagues you. I see the confusion that sometimes you wrestle with. I see the hurts from the past and present relationships. I see the bitterness that you might carry like a huge weight on your back. I see the fear that can keep you frozen and hinders you from moving forward into what God has for you. I see sometimes it's maybe hard to trust me. I see the scars that no one knows about. I see the pain of unfulfilled dreams and visions that you have for your life. I see you in the waiting. How many of you are saying, I'm, I'm waiting on God right now. I'm waiting on God for direction. I'm waiting on God for insight. I'm, I'm, I'm waiting to know, do I go this way or that way? Right, God sees you. He's got a plan for you. He sees you today. Hallelujah. He says, I, I see sometimes the, 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 the depression the feelings that just want to overcome you. I see those questions about your future. He says, I see you. If you would just say today, you know, that's me. I needed that word. Just raise your hand. Just raise your hand. Raise it high. Raise it high. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All over this place with your word, start acknowledging God. Start saying, God, I thank you that you see me today. God, I thank you that you see me today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I thank you. You have the best for me in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Just say that name of Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus over that problem. Jesus over those emotions. Jesus over your thought life. Jesus over that situation. Hallelujah. Just start praising him like we just sang. Sing a hallelujah. He is there with you in the storm. He is walking with you in the midst of your trouble. He cares about you today because you are his children and you belong to him. You belong to God. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. Amen. The enemy might want to tell you otherwise and make you forget that you are a child of God. But no, you can stand up strong and you can stand in his word and you can say, I belong to Jesus today. No weapon formed against me is going to prosper. And his word is going to be fulfilled in my life. Amen. And that's just from Psalms 32, 8, the ending of it. My eye is upon you. It's amazing what happens when we get in his word. 
and is allow his word to minister to us. Allow his word to speak to us. Allow his word to be that double-edged sword, that revelation that comes that we need every minute of the day. Hallelujah. But how much better is it when we keep Jesus in the middle of our journey and in the middle of our choices? And in the beginning of that scripture, it says, I'm going to instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I'll counsel you, right? And then in brackets, it says, who are willing to learn, and that's the amplified version. And when I think of being willing to learn, I think it's a part of us and our knowing that he is the heavenly father. So we can yield to him, right? We can surrender every day to him. We can say, God, you're in control. (laughs) We can become teachable, humble ourselves before him. I don't know it all, God, but you do. And I'm going to the one who does, who has my tomorrows. Hallelujah. Because choices, decisions are inevitable, right? As you're even sitting here today, you have a choice to listen to me, to get on your phone, to talk to the person sitting next to you. I mean, right? We can be hearers. I mean, we can be hearers of the word, but after this, it's up to us to go and be doers, right? To walk it out. The seed that God's planting in us right now. And that's a choice we get to make every time we open up the word or, or we hear the word. You know, it's funny, <laughs> Pastor talked about um, in the mornings, he, he, he gets to get up my little daughter, Isabella, who's 10 months old. And I'm loving that, because you know what that means for me? <laughs> Sleep, right, yes. By the time I get up, she's had her bottle, she's good. So y'all just, no, no, no whatever, I'm not gonna say that. KK. <laughs> Oh, 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 yeah, my mom is taking care of all that. Dad just gets her up. (laughs) He wanted y'all to know that. Um, But but before I I, I moved into their house, man, like one of my biggest choices in the morning was when I heard her crying and screaming in her crib was, do I go get her or do I go get that cup of coffee, right? That I need to have those first few sips. So then I was able to go and get her. Moms and, you know, y'all, y'all understand that. Coffee is important. I love coffee. Anyways, so. Um, but I will instruct you and teach you the way you should go. Who are willing to learn. And God gave me a really cool word picture of this. Uh, you're going to see on the screen the word choice up there. And I've written it twice. And, and I really hope that after today that you do not see or think about the word choice again the same. I, re- I really, really hope. Because as I was thinking about this and looking at it and, and just asking the Holy Spirit to just kind of give me some revelation. On the top, you see choice and it's capitalized. And on the bottom, you see choice and the I is lowercase. And um, as I was thinking about this, I thought, wow, the I is, is right there in the middle. And um, I saw it like this, that when we yield to the Father, and we're making choices on our journey with God's word in mind, with his promises in mind, with what he's speaking to us in mind, 
that when we yield, we're like the lowercase i, right? And God is on top and all capitalized because he is the great I am (laughs) in our lives. I hope you can catch that, right? There's that scripture in John 3.30 that says he must increase, but we must decrease. And so when we make choices, I can say, wow, am I? I mean, okay, so Paul and I, we, we get in arguments sometimes. It might be hard for you to believe that, but we do. And, uh, and I have a choice, right, to exert myself according to how I'm feeling, right? And sometimes our feelings can, can get the best of us. But I've had moments where I literally want to tell him something that's just so mean. Because I know it's going to feel so good. And I'm going to gratify my flesh. But what am I going to do? I'm going to destroy him. And if our children happen to be around, I'm going to destroy them in that moment. Because sometimes you say something and you're not even matter who's around. And I'm just using Paul and I as an example. But I've had moments where I'll get ready to say something and I hear the Holy Spirit say, do not utter another word. And I have the choice to make myself that small I right then, right? Make him the great I am. Listen to the Holy Spirit and what he's speaking to me. Instead of ruining a day, ruining that hour, instead of gratifying my flesh, giving in to the enemy, because we've had knockdown, drag out fights that went for forever. And as you know, you start fighting, and by the end, you're not even sure how it started. But there's tension in the house, there's turmoil in the house, there's strife has now opened a door. And if I can make choices and decision by saying, God, I'm gonna pause for three seconds, I put you in the middle of this journey, I put you in the middle of this argument, and I have done that, I have stopped in the middle of talking and said, Paul, we gotta pray. We have got to pray. We got to put Jesus right back in the middle of our relationship. Amen? Amen. So regardless of whatever you're involved in, wherever you at, wherever you are at, whatever relationships you have going on, just remember the importance of making him the capital I, of making him the great I am, right? In your life, in your conversations. And as he increases and we decrease, and as we get in his word, we can boldly say Hebrews 13, 6, which says, the Lord is my helper. I will not fear. What can man do to me? We can boldly say um, Psalms 46, 1, God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in times of trouble. Isaiah 40, 31, but those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They'll soar on wings like eagles. They'll run and not grow weary. They'll walk and not faint. And wisdom, how important is wisdom? Proverbs, oh my goodness, I was meditating in Proverbs this morning. I love me some Proverbs. But Proverbs, um, it says 28, I don't have this on the screen, I, I just I wrote it down this morning, this morning, but it says, Proverbs 2, sorry, 10 through 11 says, when wisdom enters your heart and knowledge is pleasant to your soul, discretion will preserve you and understanding will keep you. Just meditate on that, you guys. Spend time in that. 
talking about Proverbs 4, 26. I don't have the screen again, but ponder the path of your feet and let your ways be established. Do not turn to the right or the, the left. Remove your foot from evil. Some of you, are, you've got some big choices to make this week. You've got some big decisions ahead of you. Well, God wants to be right in the middle of all of that. Amen? Amen. And how much better is it when we make spirit-led decisions? Holy Spirit, I need you. The Holy Spirit is my best friend. I can't, I, I remember when I was in high school and, um, my freshman year was just really hard for me because I came from a, a, a Christian school with 13 people in it, and I'm going to a high school with over 2,000 people in it. It was a whole new world for me. I was lonely. I'd go sit in the back of the classroom. I was really shy. I mean, I just, I didn't, I remember doing a presentation once and literally my hands were shaking so bad that the teacher had to come and hold the paper for me so I could finish my presentation. I just, I didn't like to be in front of people. So it's amazing what God calls you to do, right? How he changes you, equips you, gets you where you need to be. Um, but I remember um, just, we had to walk from one campus to another. And I remember along that 10 minute road, I would just pray in the spirit and I'd talk to my best friend, Jesus. Because he was my best, he always is my best friend. But I got so much closer to Jesus that year because instead of giving in to the loneliness, I was giving it to Jesus. Jesus, I'm lonely, I'm sad, but I give these thoughts to you. Help me as I go into my next class. I remember that at 14 years of age, clinging to my heavenly Father, clinging to the Holy Spirit, because the Holy Spirit gives direction. And I, I just believe, <laughs> oh, Jesus. I just, I just believe, and I hear the Lord say that even right now, that the answers are on the way. You've got some decisions to make. You've got some big choices, but I hear the Lord say, the answers are on the way. I hear the Lord say, trust me, just trust me, just trust me. Hallelujah. So we just praise you, God, and we thank you for that. And guys, I don't have this on the screen, but I, was, I just thought of this. It's in Acts 16, 6. And if you have your Bibles, you can turn to it. I, I just want to read six, verses 6 through 10 real quick. This is amazing. It's a great passage of scripture. Um, this is Paul's second missionary journey, and he has uh, retracing the steps of his first missionary journey, and he has Silas with him. And... Um, Let's just read it, verse six. It says, now when they had gone through Phrygia and the region of Galatia, they were forbidden by the Holy Spirit to preach the word in Asia. After they had come to Mysia, they tried to go into Bithynia, but the Spirit did not permit them. So passing by Mysia, they came down to Troas, and a vision appeared to Paul in the night, and a man of Macedonia stood and pleaded with him, saying, come over to Macedonia and help us. Hmm. Now, after he had seen the vision, immediately we sought to go to Macedonia, concluding that the Lord had called us to preach the gospel to them. 
What are we talking about today? Choices, putting Jesus in the middle, listening to the Holy Spirit. And right here, we can read in these scriptures how Paul, he had his plans. He, he thought he was going elsewhere. But all of a sudden, immediately, immediately, he heard from the Holy Spirit and he changed directions. And it was a suddenly moment, right? Suddenly. Man plans his ways, but God orders his steps. And as we continue to read on in this passage, in this chapter, you will see that God saw Lydia, right, and her family. God saw that slave girl who was demon-possessed. God saw the Philippian jailer. And God cared so much about them that he said, we need to change course here, Paul. So God sees you again. And I believe those suddenly moments, I believe that even here today and as you go out this week, the revelation of the Lord is coming to you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I also think about a choice that the disciples made in Mark chapter four. And we do have this up on the screens for you. And God gave me some pretty cool revelation into this, into this chapter and just the importance of keeping him in the middle of our journeys. But it says, on the same day when evening had come, he said to them, let us cross over to the other side. Now when they had left the multitude, they took him along in the boat as he was. And other little boats were also with him. And a great windstorm arose and the waves beat into the boat so that it was already filling. But he was in the stern asleep on a pillow. And they awoke him and said to him, teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? Then he arose and he rebuked the wind and he said to the sea, peace be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. But he said to them, why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? And they feared exceedingly and said to one another, who can this be that even the wind and the sea obey him? You know, Jesus had just finished ministering. They were crossing over to the other side, to the Sea of Galilee, and they get in that windstorm. And as we just read, Jesus is asleep. And the disciples, what? They get fearful. They get afraid. They give in to that anxiety and they give in to that worry. And I often think, wow, these are the disciples that just saw Jesus do all those miracles, right? They had just seen him heal Peter's mother-in-law and cast out demons and heal so many people. I mean, this was Jesus. And yet they forgot and how much times do we forget, right? God does something amazingly awesome in our lives and we celebrate it and we praise him and we thank him. And then we go out the door, <laughs> something else comes and all of a sudden that boat starts to rocking, right? That issue is, is there and we start giving in to that anxiety and we give in to that fear. And this is what the Lord told me about this. He says, that boat may be rocking, but when we give in to those emotions and we, we allow those emotions to rule us and our choices, then we're just going to take that boat and we're going to make it rock even more. 
So the disciples took a boat that was rocking and they just started making it going crazy. And how many times do we on our own rock our own boat? If you get where I'm heading, instead of making the choice in that moment, I'm like, what if the disciples just said, you know what? Jesus is asleep. Water's coming in. It's crazyville. But what if I just, just go and get next to Jesus? What if I just fall asleep with him as well? He's at peace. He's not worried. So this is just a reminder. When things happen in life, instead of going and just reacting and flying off the handle, why don't we get this word? Why don't we take a few minutes and just sit with Jesus? Say, Jesus, what do you have for me, Lord? I'm hurt. I'm broken. I'm confused. God, I I just need you. I need you. I need you. And Pastor has just been doing an amazing sermon series on miracles. I would just recommend go back and watch it on Facebook Live or on our podcast. But just, I just think about the disciples having a front row seat to Jesus' miracles and how they forgot he was the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And the enemy wants us to forget who God is in our lives. You know, um, Chris Daniels, I don't know if Chris Daniels sitting in here, but he had a quote that he told me. He says, there's no I in team, and Jesus is on our team. I thought that was pretty good. You know, um, Paul and I um, recently had something happen that just, I, I guess I would say, just kind of rocked our boat. It's a couple months ago, we were going through something, and and we just kind of got blindsided. And, and Paul called, called me and told me the news. And um, I, uh, instead of practicing what I'm preaching today, I could just, and I don't know if you've had these moments, but I got this news and it just totally was not in my realm of thinking. And it, it took me so much by surprise that I could just feel myself getting depressed. I could just feel myself getting hopeless. I could just feel myself, and I started to be more tense with the kids. I didn't have patience for my children. I didn't have patience for people around me. I was just super annoyed. And um, I remember a couple hours later, I, I called Paul, and I said, babe, I said, I, uh, I'm struggling with this news we, we just got. And he's like, I am too. And I was like, what is wrong with us? What is going on? And he said, you know what? We've, 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 we've allowed a door to be open to hopelessness and fear and discouragement right now. And he's like, we can't do that. And I said, no, we can't do that. We can't afford to do that. So we started again, like I just talked about, talking about the faithfulness of God. And on the phone right there, we just prayed together. We prayed together. And we, and, we, and we talked about it. And as we were praying and as we were talking about the goodness of God, I could just feel everything changing. My perspective changing. My belief system was changing. There was hope. I had confidence in God. But that is, it's gonna come, right? But it's our choice with what we choose to do in that moment. Do we go towards Jesus or do we go away from Jesus? 
John 16, 33 says, I've told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world, you're going to have trouble, but take heart. I've overcome the world. In this, but take heart. I've overcome the world. Yeah, it says it twice. That's good, though. He's overcome the world. Amen. Amen. He's our overcomer. Right. Right. I, uh, I just want to share um, a story. Not a story. It's a personal story. Um, and we have talked about this before from the platform and, uh, and shared about it before. But when I was 19 years of age, when I was a freshman in college, um, I developed an eating disorder and I uh, developed bulimia. And um, talking about the power of a choice and choosing Jesus, you know, when I went into my freshman year of college, I was on the softball team and... Um, I played center field, and I loved to be the one to go and catch all those fly balls, and I was fast and speedy. Um, got that out. I got athletics from my dad, man. Love you, Mom, but I got it from my dad. Amazing athlete. We'd go outside when I was in high school and just throw the ball back and forth. He taught me so much. Um, my mom taught me at 12 how to drink coffee. Way to go, Mom. Woo! Athletics and coffee, they go hand in hand, right? You gotta have fun in church. Um, anyway, so, so I, I go off to school and, you know, I had been asked to be the chaplain of our team. We were starting an FCA that next year and they had asked me to be the president of the FCA. I had a great group of friends, uh, a lot of people around me, a lot of attention that I had never really gotten before in high school, and I was loving it and eating it all up, right? But somewhere along the way, I uh, started entertaining thoughts of, when I come back my sophomore year, will people like me as much as they do now? Um, will there be new girls coming in on the softball team who will take my place on the team and I'll be put on the bench? How are people going to like me as being the president of FCA? Do I look pretty enough? Will I still get all that attention? Um, I mean, it was just like all of a sudden towards the end of my freshman year, I just got bombarded by all these thoughts. And have you ever had it where all of a sudden you're just going through your day and all these thoughts start coming? <laughs> And you're like, man, where, where is this coming from? And I want to I I challenge some of you who might be wrestling with certain things. The moment you feel those thoughts starting to come, the moment you start having thoughts that, that you think, oh, nobody would ever understand, or, or this is weird, I can't tell anybody because what would they think of me? The moment you start thinking those things, instead of just continuing to dwell on them and letting the enemy eat your lunch, go find someone and tell somebody what you're thinking. Because the enemy wants to isolate us. The enemy wants us to think that nobody will understand. Nobody will get it. I'm the only one walking through this thing. Or the bigger thing is, what will people think of me if they know? And I was afraid 
of what people would think of me. I was so self-centered thinking of me. I made myself the big I, right? Instead of allowing the great I am to be the difference maker in my thoughts. And I gave in to all of that, and I was afraid, and I was fearful, and I wish, you know, I'd, you can go back and see things, and I wish I would have picked up the phone and called my mom and my dad, said, help me, help me, I needed help. But I gave in to it, and I, I, I remember hearing somebody, um, you know, you, you learn things as you grow up, but I, I remember that somebody told me that they had take the finger, stuck it down their throat, and they were able to lose weight that way and stay pretty. And I remember thinking, I wonder if I do that, what would happen? I thought, no, I could never do it. I went into the bathroom in my dorm room and I did it. That was the most disgusting thing. I said, I'm never doing that again, that's stupid. But what happened? I kept giving into those thoughts and those fears and that anxiety. And I started doing it over and over and over again until it literally just consumed my everyday thinking. It took me down a path that I never dreamed I would go. And it was a living hell for the next three years. And I thank God for my mom and my dad. I thank God that he put godly women in my path in college and I remember towards the end of my senior year, I came out of it. But it was through a lot of prayer. And the one thing that got me through, and I've shared this before, was the word of God. Choosing to renew my mind in the word of God. Hallelujah. His word, his word does not return void and it accomplish for the things for which it was sent. And I took, for whom the sun sets free is free indeed. I took that scripture and I wrote it on note cards and I put it in my car and I put it in my, my, uh, my, my room and I carried it with me. And when thoughts would come, I would say, whom the sun sets free is free indeed. And I, Terry Todd, I am healed. I am whole. These thoughts in the name of Jesus, enemy, I bind you. You go back to the pit of hell where you belong. And I just started claiming that scripture. And it was hard because I'd sit down to eat and I'd have people watch me eating to make sure I ate. <laughs> I'd have people make sure I wasn't going to the bathroom afterwards, right? But there's consequences to our choices, guys. There's a consequence to every choice. And, and you young people, <laughs> if I could sit down with you one-on-one, -on -one, oh man, just remember that where you're heading in life. There's, there's, there's consequences to our choices. And so just remember the importance of putting Jesus in those choices. And then also, no matter where you are on your journey and on your road, open up your mouth and go and talk to somebody. Don't do life alone. We're not intended to do this journey alone. And there are wonderful pastors and staff that would love to just talk with you and pray with you and be there for you. Amen? Amen, amen. amen. So let God's word be bigger than your thought life, than your actions and the choices you make.
And I'm just going to have Brother Norm come to the keyboard, if you would, and our band can come up as well. Think about men and women in the Bible who made choices, and David had a choice to kill Goliath. He did not back down, but he ran to his Goliath. (laughs) Amen. Ruth could have chosen to go back to her family, but she made a choice to stay with Naomi and choose God. Samson chose to be with Delilah and allowed lust to keep him from fulfilling his destiny. Jonah chose to run from God and found himself in the belly of a well for three days. Let's just go ahead and all stand at this time. So let's choose today, let's make the choice to praise God in the storms, to stay in an attitude of thankfulness towards God, choose not to give in to fear, anxiety, or worry that wants to camp at our door. Let's choose to make God bigger than our problems. And let's choose to walk in the spirit. Amen? Galatians 5, 16 through 26 is an amazing passage of scripture. Meditate on it. Say, Holy Spirit, I need you. So can we just sing the song that you sang during, um, quiet, during offering again? I just think we need, as we close today... I just think it's our own declaration to the Lord of who he is, of what he's going to do. Just praising him and thanking him that he's right in the middle of our choices because God knows your tomorrows and he sees you and he cares about you and he's got a good plan for you in the name of Jesus. So let's just praise him today. Hallelujah. We pray right now that God uses this message to plant good eternal seeds deep into your soul. For more information, visit our website, evangelag.org. Evangel's all about making the name of Jesus famous and his church glorious. We love God, love people, and love life. And we're here for you, working to help draw people from impossible situations into a loving and friendly circle of hope where answers are found and acceptance is given. We invite you to join us for any of our services, Sunday mornings at 10.30 and Wednesday evenings at 7. We're located at 2300 Old Bainbridge Road in Tallahassee. We have fantastic programs for kids and youth and small groups to make deeper connections. And we pray that God blesses you richly and abundantly as you continue to seek Him first in all of your life.